0: Welcome to Human HQ's Beyond Human podcast, I'm Dr. Beatrice Craven. And I'm Holly Conway. And we want to give you a fly-on-the-wall peek into the kinds of conversations that we have here over at Human HQ. We're a passion project based out of Houston, Texas, that believes in cultivating social and emotional wellness through the power of human connection. And specifically through
1: storytelling. We all have stories, and we believe that when we approach one another through storytelling and listen through curiosity, the way we do here at Human HQ— beautiful things can happen.
0: We are so, so happy that you're here, and we hope their willingness to be beyond human together inspires you to share your own stories and approach the world with a bit more curiosity, too.
1: Be well and be kind, y'all. More on HumanHQ at humanhq.org.
0: Now let's get to talking. Well, we're ready to start moving into the present. Um, so where are you now? Like, what are you, what are you doing, now? <laughs> so
2: what doing now? So what am I doing now? So uh, Ashley and I have the league going, our our gym. And then uh, she's recently started her consulting firm. And I've recently done a digital platform for training in this app. Uh, and another thing I'm just super passionate about is uh, volunteerism. And so I'm doing a lot of things in ministry volunteer world. And I really think, I hate that it makes me repeat myself, but I think that I'm maturing into just the understanding of just what it really comes down to for me is loving people well and i'm open to whatever that looks like instead of just saying i'm in this industry and i want to be the man here and i want to compete with anybody else and i want to you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so i think that i'm 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 in a stage of even like loving other people in the fitness community well you know fellow gym owners and working with them to help them figure out things solutions to the things that they're coming up against my favorite thing about my life is being a husband and a dad so i feel like no matter What can be achieved? I'd burn it all down in a day if it meant that I could be a better and more present husband and father. And so loving my people well also is something that is like an itch that I'm working to scratch. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's exactly where I am right now. It's just uh, I think I get celebrated for loving people well and welcomed into moments for that to share on that. And then I still feel more compelled to do more of that.
0: What I love about that too is that like nobody can take that away from you. You know what I mean? Like I think sometimes we become so fused with our identities, whether it's work, which like God forbid, but you know what I mean? If something were to happen or even if it were me getting in an accident or something like that, you know, I think that I just imagine all the different ways that You can always preserve that. There's going to be some way that you're going to be able to communicate loving people well. Whether or not that might change over the course of a lifetime, you know, depending on what you choose is important or what life presents us with. I just feel like there's just something so, like, fiercely protected in a good way about that. It's just like, man, like, yeah, like, that's not going anywhere.
1: I think that's important, too, because... We sometimes live in a world of, like, find your passion, find your passion, find your purpose. And it can almost be, like, another burden we're, like, carrying around. It's like, I don't know what my passion is. I don't know what my purpose is. And it can be really stressful to try to find your passion and your purpose all the time. And I like Terry's example of, like, who knows what it form it might take. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be husband. It might be dad. It might be gym owner. It might be online app trainer. might You might be a cashier at Whole Foods someday. Like, who knows? Like But whatever form it takes, like, that would be saying, that's not going to go away. And that's passion and purpose, like mm-hmm. when it lives from inside of you and no matter what it looks like externally, it's you. I think that's super cool. Uh, I was going to ask about creeper status. One time, like six months ago, before I knew you in real life, not only you know, on the gram, um, <laughs> I, I referred to you to, – I referred someone. I remember who it was. It was somebody who was like a new dad and a new husband and was just kind of freaking out It was like – I don't know how to do this thing. had no role models from childhood, you know. I was like, well, there's this guy on Instagram. And, like, I don't know much about him. But, like, he loves on his wife so well. And he really loves his kids. And I just think it's really cool to think of, like, men challenge. I just – I genuinely think that's a void in our world. of Like, really good role models of how to value – being a good husband and a good dad, as much as being a good engineer or a good accountant or a good attorney. And whenever you kind of meet people who value all sides of their story equally, that's when they have that quality of like, oh, like, cool, like you do this for your job during the day, but there's something else about you that's really inspirational for sure. And you're one of those people. I see
2: it. thank you so much.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) So our next big question for you, you mentioned, right, that like it's kind of, Evolving and it's always evolving. You have the league, you just started the online app training. So when it how do you make your decisions when it comes to like these big moments in life? How do you decipher kind of like which direction to go? Mm-hmm. What I know we mentioned a little bit in your story, like you used to work for somebody else, and mm-hmm. then y'all got into business for yourself. Mm-hmm. How do you make those big life decisions for yourself? What's your thought process?
2: Uh, I think that sometimes we arrive at a crossroads where we maybe make ourselves more nervous than we have to be because of the weight of decision and deadline. And Oh my God, what if it doesn't work? And we, we get ourselves in this whole rut of like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But then sometimes there's like this nagging longing for one direction inside of us that I think we mute because it's the riskier option. And for me, that has been a big driver in a lot of decisions. Mm -hmm. So I was working for a gym that I think a lot of young fitness professionals would have loved to be a part of. And I enjoyed my time there. I had to really dig deep and pay my dues to even get a spot there. Mm -hmm. And it was like, yeah, you can come on board, but you're not gonna train anybody. Answer the phones, run the laundry service down to the basement, that kind of deal. And kind of working through that. But I was like, I know that this is what I wanna do and I wanna be here. And then eventually the day came where I did start getting clientele. And then became one of like the top producers for that gym. But then I wasn't fulfilled when I was there. I was like, this is what I like dreamed of doing. And it's really not cool. If I'm honest with myself, now I see so much more clearly. And I'm learning what my philosophy is. And how if I were in a position of leadership in this place, I would do it differently. And I don't want to have machines everywhere. I believe people's bodies are their machine. And I don't necessarily want to just accept a client because they're doctor told them they have to come see me because they're in an urgent situation. I have compassion toward those people. I do. But my point being, I was passionate about a different thing. And I started to think back to when I was a kid and I was playing sports and at a really early age in like middle school, I started to realize about myself. I was on the basketball team, not really because I loved playing basketball, but because I love the science behind basketball. I was the annoying kid that was waking up early before practice and making sure my mom had extra time to pick up my buddy who lived three doors down so we could get him to practice on time. And I was annoying the coach about, you know, what do, what do we need to do nutritionally? And he's like, dude, you're 12. Because <laughs> <laughs> your mom feeds you, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, why do we, why do we practice at this time and not that time? Because I feel like metabolically it should be. I mean, I was a geek for the game more than I was an athlete in the game. And um, I was like, you know, what? I think I'm really passionate about training athletes. But I'm also really passionate about just connecting with people. I want to train the soccer moms and the attorneys and the person who, like, who knows what the heck they do because they live in the gym and they're always there. And I'm like, how do you even sustain yourself? Because you're here again, right? I want to connect with those people too. And so there there came this idea one day when one of the athletes I was training, he was an NFL guy. He was home for the offseason from Houston but playing elsewhere. He shows up early for his session, and I'm training an older lady uh, who moves very slow and has brittle bones and diabetes. So she's a very fragile case. And he says to me something really powerful that I'll never forget. He says, I noticed that you do a lot of the same things with her as you do with me, but in a way that her body can understand. And there's something to that. Oh, wow. And it changed the game for me. Why am I in a place where I'm kind of uncomfortable and unhappy because I've stayed here and earned things and moved up, I guess. In status or whatever, here. So I can put on this mask, like this is my dream and I'm the man. Or I can be real with myself. I have this passion that everything inside of me is nagging me to go that direction. And then there was my answer. Mm-hmm. Why don't I create a system by which I can train athletes and then I can train everybody in the way that I train an athlete, but in a way that their body understands? And it helped me to love a lot more people well. And I think that that sort of thing is what drives me into decision making mm-hmm. in those big moments is okay if i took all risk off the table mm-hmm. what do i feel in my heart is the right call
1: mm-hmm. i love that i was about to ask about risk
2: take away the what ifs
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: i was wondering is there's like a there were a couple of things in there i, I just they love so much and part even as you were starting to talk about it there was like a real and in there of like there's nothing wrong you know with where i was and in fact like a lot of people would have been like you know it's just something to work up you know and into and i I just i'm a big believer that it's all like one life is just like one huge puzzle and you saying kind of like it's close but it's like i'm the puzzle piece like next to it like we need people focusing on this and i feel myself pulled to work with something close but it's just different yeah and like Maybe even, and for me, I don't know, people sometimes they don't believe me when I say this, but I swear to God, I totally believe it. If I found the place that I had wanted to create, I just would have worked there. I just would have been an employee. It would have been amazing and so much less work and stress and anxiety. <laughs> um, but I didn't. And so I, I felt like I had to create it. You know what I mean? But I, I love the and piece of that. And you know, it's something that I imagine a lot of us can really experience a lot. It, it reminds me of a, a real quick story here. But it can be such a trap when we're in a place that's good, Mm -hmm. you know, or like one that we really had to work up into, It's just kind of like I've literally been working years, like up and into the position that I'm at, and I'm not happy. But, like, am I seriously going to walk away from this right now? It's like it goes against all of the rules and everything that, yeah, like just the trajectory of our life and just what we're told. There's a craftsman. He's actually from Houston, and I ran into him. He was at Round Top. And um, that's where I would see him, you know, like he just, he, he does actually for folks who've seen this, like that incredible wood sculpture downstairs, that's, that's his work. And so I caught up with him like, Hey, how you doing? You know, like, how's everything like with the, with the shop and everything. And he's like, Oh, actually, I moved. I don't live in Houston anymore. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I live out here in the country with my family now. And he essentially, you know, he'd built up this business and then like, it was essentially an overnight decision felt that clear. We was like, I want to spend more time with my kids, you know? I didn't want to be, like, working until, like, you know, so late at night, you know, doing all these projects. So I essentially just, like, gave, you know, the keys and, like, you know, my, my book of business to, you know, another craftsman here in town and said, you know, I'm out. I'm going to go live in the country. And, like, that's the dream that so many people, like, want to hustle for and, like, you know, and, and build up to, and he did it. And then overnight, he just, like, said, you know what? No, like, I'm going to go over here. He's like, yeah, you know, I just... Went looking for turtles with my kid yesterday at, like, two. <laughs> you know, it was just, like, great. And he just, like, looks so happy. And I'm, like, mm-hmm. there was something about that that I was just, like, wow. Like, you can do that. <laughs> like, you literally have that much power in your life to say, you know what? I- I'm going this way.
2: Yeah. I was yeah. talking to a friend recently. He's the kind of guy that has, like, the dream job. Mm-hmm. And what he does is incredibly... Like, if you just hear about it, it's like, whoa, that's glamorous. Like, man, you're, you're the dude. And it's always so interesting because I used to think I was doing him a favor when I would introduce him, like, hey, this is my buddy so-and-so. This is what he does. And I found out through a series of conversations where he just would get very vulnerable and very honest. Like, that was the most, like, terrible thing he could hear somebody say of him. Mm. Like, don't lead with what I do. Let's talk about who I am. And then I kind of discovered over time that he was pretty unhappy in his current lane, right? And so it's like he wants to ride the same freeway at the same speed, but be in a different lane as Mm -hmm. he does it. Kind of like you talked about with the puzzle piece. Mm -hmm. And I'm super proud of him for kind of just the shifting of gears that he's got going right now. And it just totally... I think about that because it helps me to kind of reflect on what you were saying, and I get to see it in practice, and that inspires me Mm -hmm. to always be honest with myself as well in that regard.
0: I love that so much. This is out of a movie, and I'm going to totally ruin it. And it was kind of terrible to begin with. It was such (laughs) a thing, like, like really, like, simplifying humanity. Like, really, we're just, like, a smattering of, you know, magazine cutouts and video clips or something, just kind of, like, you know, different, like, experiences. And it sounded very shallow, but in my mind, like, you know, that that's in part how I hear some of your answer to this. It's just kind of like, how do we like listen for the things that feel true to us? You know, the things that whenever I'm getting to that place, you know, I've hit that goal, but something feels missing mm-hmm. and being willing to explore what is that thing that's missing. And that's so introspective in a way that just requires so much listening to self. So that really just sticks out to me so much in, in terms of our process and how we really have to attune to like, what are the nuances of what I'm feeling or where I'm pulled or tugged in different ways. And, you know, kind of going back to that quote that I'd heard the same way somebody mirrored something back in you and you, you just caught it. Like I could be like, caught it like, yes, that. And I feel you almost like put that in your jar of like things that you're collecting. And that's how I feel a lot of times. Like I didn't, you know, sit down and do a values exercise, you know, it was more of a thing of that feels good to me. Mm -hmm. Or even being around friends, like, you know, one of my friends, she's just so kind. She's such a good person and she's so curious and like all these things. And I'm like, oh, I, like, I want to be like that. There's something that comes alive in me that inspires me about that. Mm -hmm. And so within my own way, you know, but there's a piece of that that just feels true and lights up something that is mine that I'm shared. And I, I couldn't even put a name to it before, but I'm like, I like that. I'm going to put that, you know, in this jar of things as I'm coming to define and further clarify this person that I'm just trying to discover.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like paying attention and introspection.
1: Those are two main her- words I heard from you. And I, I do think it's a lot of times, especially in the world we live in. I heard a term the other day called toxic positivity. Have you all heard mm-hmm. the discussion around this? And I feel like we almost have like toxic entrepreneurship or toxic like you know like there's a lot of things we just hear so much about like if you just get there then you'll have the life that you dreamed about like Mm -hmm. your friend who has this seemingly glamorous life but it is such an individualized process for like each individual person has that kind of secret concoction and combination of what's going to make them truly happy so we really can't find it we can see like i love what we said the reflection from the mirror I'm like collector extraordinaire, right? Just like paying attention constantly like, ooh, that person seems like they have a cool job or I like that piece of their personality or I like that piece of their style. I like that from that restaurant. Just like constantly paying attention to what lights you up and being introspective enough to be like, okay, I've collected all these things. Now what's this combination for me? And for you, it might be staying at a nine-to-five job. Like that might be mm-hmm. you, you know, but it might not be. And just it, it really is so individualized as far as what – is your combination of that happiness.
2: Yeah, it's like we attach this myth to something we imagined or Mm -hmm. something that you know, TV or whatever informs us is the dream. Mm -hmm. And so then it's almost like we feel like we're in this box and we want to experience that freedom. But if we tasted that, we'd find out we're in a box. Mm -hmm. One of the athletes that we work with recently was just opening up and said, you know what wealth is? And I'm thinking, man, I'd love to hear your definition (laughs) of that, right? And he said, wealth is, and this is such a simple everyday application. He said, wealth is being able to walk into Chipotle and nobody knows who you are and they charge you extra for that guacamole.
1: Wow. (laughs) And
2: he went on to say, he feels like every day he feels like he's being charged extra for any decision Mm -hmm. because he can't see real people in any room he walks Mm -hmm. into. You walk into a room, 60% of those people are staring at the glass rectangle they just pulled out of their pocket. Mm-hmm. Another 20% are yawning and complaining that it's Monday. Yet another 10% are oblivious to the fact you walked in the room They could care less who you are. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the people are the people that are employed by the organization you just walked into. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> when this individual walks into a room, everybody stops, stares, turns. He just is in a room of plastic toy soldiers everywhere he goes. Not able to be a human fully. Right. And that's not wealth.
1: That's so interesting because like, you might look at an individual like that and think, oh, they've made it. Like, I want to be like him. And he's telling you, "Like, no, Like, I've made it to where everyone thinks you want to be and it's not what you think it is. Mm-hmm. It's just been like – I had an experience a few months ago and I was, like, saw a, a blogger in real life kind of like putting it all together. And I was like, this is so fascinating to see because then I saw the post later on like Instagram and I'm like, that's not at all what it looked like whenever I saw it happening in real life, and it was just so interesting. I'm like, man, everyone's seeing this, and I got to see it happen in real life. How many people are going after this, thinking it's like the dream and what's real, and it's not at all what even happened. Yeah, just like we have to be so. <laughs> it's so individual. We have to be so protective of like, no, like for me, what do what am I? What lights me up? What do I yeah. want? What do I need? And yeah, take in some stuff. We can't like be so like dependent on other people's dreams for ourselves
0: it reminds me of that article i'd sent or somebody had sent it around Mm -hmm. about like looking at how much work it takes to build up an instagram following i think it was it was a it was somebody within the mental health field and she was like oh yeah no i spend like 35 hours a week like making content and replying to people and on top of like my full-time caseload mm-hmm. and so it's so funny because like our team was like hard pass to, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, mm-hmm. no. Thank you. but that's <laughs> also like again like how we discover things so maybe yeah, that's something that I want to people. explore and like maybe I really enjoy that process as I explore like the only way that we find out is like let me play a little bit mm-hmm. let me take a few steps in that direction and be like do I like this or yeah is that a hard pass it, tr- it truly does. It like
1: takes all types. You know, like our world would not function if we didn't have mm-hmm. all these different what types of people. I think for me, I always think of like, how do you know you're moving in the right direction or how do you make these changes? Like the, the lobster analogy like, comes to my head all the time, you know, where it's like your shell just gets too tight and you're like uncomfortable and you have to, that's how mine is anyway. I'm just like, oh, I I can't do this anymore. It's like a, almost a visceral feeling of like, I don't fit here anymore. It's time for me to like move on to something else, whether that's like, a friendship, or a job, or whatever it might be—it's a really strong feeling of like this is too tight, and I have to go to something different.
0: Do lobsters do that? They
1: do. There's a whole story. Google it. it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, they do. They like they get rid of their shell around I don't know how often. It's like they get too tight. They literally start kind of like I'm so uncomfortable, I have to shed it. I got it. Holly's my Google. <laughs> I'm like I totally.
0: I'm like I completely believe you. Yeah, <laughs> that's enough for me. And so one of the things that we wanted to emphasize within that too. Is as we listen to our stories, as we move through our stories, mm-hmm. there is so much wisdom that comes up within that. Mm-hmm. Whether it's within ours, as we share them, it, it's that. It's like, oh my God, like that hit something. Mm-hmm. You know, like I heard something in a way that I hadn't quite heard it before. And so, with that in mind, our invitation for you is to keep listening. Keep listening to even the different things that were stirred up within you tonight. Um, we are gonna leave you guys with another question for y'all to take forward and, and share it. Share it with a friend, um, with a roommate, with your partner, with a colleague, To keep some of these conversations going for yourselves. There is a certain existential undercore for us, is that as we listen for our stories, we're always listening to you of how can we then do something with that with intention. And so that's gonna be that that final little nudge forward for you guys. So our future question for you guys on the way out now as we're looking forward, if you were to imagine yourself 10 years from now and you're sitting proud, what would you be looking back on within the realm of work that makes you feel that way? And honestly, hustle is our work area, but as you've noticed, the heart behind what we do is really rooted in love, and that's what we've been talking about tonight. So maybe this is work in terms of like what, how this is manifesting, But maybe you feel inspired as you answer this question um, to look at something that's really embedded within that.
2: I'll just say real quickly what is cool about this for me. So they invited me to come speak. and This is hilarious. I just (laughs) finished reading a book called To Hell with the Hustle. They're like, hey, you want to come talk about the hustle? I'm like, (laughs) yeah! (laughs) And I was just kind of in this moment, this very real moment for me of like, yeah, we work too hard. We drive ourselves crazy. We lose sleep over something and it's hashtag all grind everything and I'll sleep when I'm dead and we we do all this stuff to build something even if it's not building actual, like we're not actually seeing new levels. At least we look like it on Instagram (laughs) or whatever it is that motivates us and then uh, we reach a point where it's like, okay, I'm totally burnt out. I'm through with hustle. So what's next? What is there here for me? And I think if I were looking back proud, Of this moment, 10 years from now, I think it would kind of be that finding that balance between hustle and flow. Mm. A man that I really greatly respect that I don't know and doesn't know me one time said, marry the mission and not the method because the detour was designed. Mm. I don't know what the heck compelled him to say that to me, but it resonated with me big time. And I think that not to say and I know it's the word proud is in here. It's not something I would say like to like brag on myself at all. But one thing I'm deeply grateful for, I'll say that, is maturing into the understanding that I'm here to marry a mission and not a method. So I'll hold mm-hmm. very loosely to a position, but very tightly to purpose. Mm-hmm. And I'll understand that every detour is designed. If I'm not where I want to be. I'm okay with that for a moment mm-hmm. if I'm honoring my mission.
0: Yes. And that whole, the, the hustle title, it's so funny because like we we're not, it's that's where we tend to live and that's why it's so funny because anyone that meets us it's right it's like but how do we go beyond the hustle and get deeper than that and i really feel like we've done that tonight so thank you so much terry it's been awesome thank you guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, y'all. It just warms my heart to be able to be with you human to human. We're never alone, and storytelling really has this way of reminding us of that.
1: For sure. And the biggest gift we hope to leave you with is the power of sharing through story and listening through curiosity.
0: It feels a little weird to ask y'all to review our show, like, read our humanness. But sharing does help us get the word out, so thanks in advance for spreading the love on this special project.
1: Stay Kind and curious, y'all. Talk soon and keep up with us at humanhq.org and on Instagram at human underscore HQ.
0: We'll keep these peeks into our world coming your way as a part of our mission to inspire storytelling and curiosity. So stay tuned and talk soon.